This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. And that is you. You are most welcome, and I really appreciate you being here. Today, I wanted to talk a bit about change. You know, change is the strange thing that stays the same. It's the one thing that doesn't change, is change. And we will notice things sometimes, and sometimes we don't. If it's changing slowly, we're less likely to notice the change. But the impact's going to be there just the same. And there's a lot of stuff that's currently on the go and you can see approaching on the horizon. There's there's change afoot. There is. And the big areas I wanted to talk about today were things like climate change and alpacas. How does the climate changing affect our alpacas? And then there's things like feed, feed supplies and delivery issues. And then there's other materials that we use, fencing materials, for example. I'd love to hear what you think about these things. So do drop me a line at steve at alpacatribe.com or you can leave me a voice message if you'd like. I know you don't like doing that, but you could if you like. You've got 90 seconds. It doesn't have to be long, but I'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So climate change is an interesting challenge, isn't it? Because we, we are all affected by it. The weather is swinging more wildly. We're getting extremes, extremes of heat, extremes of cold, flooding, wildfires. And there are many parts of the world that are much more affected than the UK. And we, we're just going into a little mini heat wave. Oh, oh, we, we're getting such a, such a lather about it because... We love to talk about the weather and worry about the weather and and complain about the weather and all that kind of stuff. It's what we do. We're Brits. Yeah, there is something going on. The the lake here is way down and has been, and that's unusual, you know, variations, but there seems to be a general drift. We're getting things happening slightly differently. The, the weather doesn't seem to be like it used to be. Now, maybe that's just me getting old, but I don't think so. There seems to be a different pattern that's emerging. And this, over time, is going to have an effect on our keeping alpacas because there's going to be things that we're going to struggle with. The grass, you know, what's happening with the spring? Is the spring normal? Are we getting... Well, we've had a really dry spring this year here in the UK. The grass hasn't done too badly, but how is it doing in terms of quality? Not sure. I'm not sure where we're getting to in terms of hay. There's a few people locally here who've been cutting, uh, but a lot of it seems quite short to me. I'm not sure we've had enough rain to really get the grass to grow, but having (laughs) said that, there are some areas where it's really long. The alpacas are not eating that bit. But uh, yeah, it's a challenge to know where we're going with that. Are there going to be shifts in the the grass that will grow well? The grass that you would grow for hay? So the supplies of hay, may, may they be affected by this climate change, the gradual warming of the planet? Do we need to shift what we're growing? 
shift what we're feeding. Hmm. I, I'm sorry. It's probably going to be more questions than answers today, but I just think it's helpful to think about change and think about how can we become more resilient for now, but also the future? How can we put things in place which will benefit us later? So there are things like water supply. I've, I capture rain, <laughs> but it has to rain. So I kept, catch the rain off the, the field shelters and it goes in a big, uh, they have a name, square, big square tank. And it has, in our case, it's being reused. It was a, I don't know what it was. It, it was probably strawberry, strawberry sauce or something. Who knows? Um, you can get some that have got other things, chemicals and the like. You don't want to, you don't want any of those. But ones that capture the rain that have had food products or a, or a clean one that's not been used before, they can be useful to be storage for water. And it's useful to catch the rain. But if you don't have the rain, then I, I have to sort of start transporting around with the tractor and stuff, which isn't quite so so good. But uh, we haven't got piped supply in all of the areas. In fact, many of the areas don't have it. So along the valley, there's no piped supply down to the, the fields that the alpacas use or up onto the, the hillside at the top where the boys are. So the captured rain is helpful for that. But at times in the summer, when it gets really hot and really dry and we just don't have the, the rain coming, then I'm going to have to go and top those supplies up. So that's water supply is an interesting thing. The, the, the kind of grass, the kind of vegetation that the alpacas will feed on, shifting over time, getting very dry. Have we got other strains of grass that we can grow, which will be, be better for the drier climate, which we seem to be heading towards? But then we also get the heavy rain and the flooding. How do we cope with that? Are there areas where we need to manage the land to have some drainage ditches, have a different kind of surface that's not going to do large runoff? If you've got alpacas, you're not going to have a, a large area of road or, or, or kind of metalled. So they talk about it. Quite sure why they talk about it being metal. Anyway, it's to do with the roads and the, the, the tarmac or the concrete and covering up areas and having a lot of hard things. It, 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 you get flash floods that way because it, it lands and it just can't be absorbed. But also if the ground's really hard and dry, it doesn't absorb if you have a deluge. So little and often is good. But we, we can't, as we say regularly, we can't control the weather. So there may be things that we can do which kind of preserve... There are other things in terms of the feed, the kind of thing that's going on in Ukraine at the moment, and the, the wheat supply. I'm not sure whether that wheat gets used for animal feed. And I know there's a major issue in eastern Africa, so Kenya and that sort of down, down the side, eastern side of, of Africa. In terms of food supply, it's, it's horrendous. It's really, really bad problem. And... We didn't see that coming. Well, except it was on the card since 2014, but the exact timing of these things, and I think it's going to affect what's going to affect us. It's going to affect the cost of food, but it might also affect the availability. There just may not be enough wheat around to create the wheat-based feed for animals. 
and other people, other situations, other animals, maybe, are going to get priority. So those kind of things need to be waited for. Do you just wait and hope? There's a, there's a strategy, but it's not a good one. So there are other things that we can do. I've just been wondering about planting some things here on, on the land, using the field margins, using the edges, using uh, planting some peas maybe up the fences, and they'll grow up and hang on to the, to the fence uh, just as a little bit of extra greenery and stuff that the alpacas can eat. Uh, you need to be careful what we're planting. You need to have things that are going to be able to survive. But there may be some things, I mean, lucerne or alfalfa, as it's called, depending on where you are, then that, yeah, do we need to, to plant a bit more of that? The kind of grass that typically is grown in areas and the hay is, it's, it's the tall, fast-growing variety. Maybe that's not what we want. Maybe there's a variety, a range of things that we can do. Uh, Timothy, I love Timothy. The, 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 just I just love the name of it, let alone what it is, but the, using more herbs in the mix of grass seeds and that that could be really useful so that would be a good thing to be thinking about starting to source some supplies of seeds there's someone i use here in the uk for bits and pieces but they're agricultural supplies so but they do do other things like a a mix of herbs and things which can be sort of like extra bits of taste and stuff. Well, the alpacas would love that. So those are the kind of things that might be worth thinking about your quiet corners of land, your field margins, the other bits and pieces where you can grow a bit of things that the alpacas can have access to. Rotating them around is always a good plan anyway, but there may be some other quieter corners that you allow stuff to grow and then have a period of time when you, you let the alpacas in. Having something that grows itself is helpful. That We don't have to keep plowing and, and putting and sowing the seed. We tend to go for things that are long-lasting and become like a, a permanent lay, as they call it, L-E-Y. Permanent grazing for the animals. So there's stuff out there. Go do a bit of research, see what's local to you, and see what might be a trend that other farmers of other animals, whether it's cattle or sheep or whatever, are also thinking about in terms of drifting towards types and strains of grass that will work better for the the future. Well, the existing conditions, but also the tendency that we're having to move towards even warmer. So feed supply, thinking about hard food, thinking about pellets, a lot of that is wheat-based. Where's that going to come from? Can we can we access it? We might have to pay more for it. Almost guaranteed, isn't it? Everything's going up at the moment. So feed is going to be more expensive. Then is it going to be available? Connected, I know, but slightly different. And then is it going to be accessible and available because of delivery issues? We've probably all experienced some of the frustrations of things not being available as they were. That's a change. That's a thing that's moved and shifted because of the delivery issues. And that's multiple factors in there. And then you've got the price of fuel at the moment. It doesn't help, does it? It really doesn't help. So that's going to put extra price pressures on, but also the, the problem of delivery. 
and the fact of getting things from A to B to C to whichever letter you live at. And then you've got the materials, things like fence posts. Uh, they seem to, uh, you know, they've gone up significantly. Just had a delivery of fence posts and they're significantly more expensive than they used to be. Uh, I know things go up, but there's something going on. The quality doesn't seem the same, uh, but the price has gone up. And the availability, hmm, that's potentially a problem as well. So what can we do instead? And I think sometimes we almost need a problem. We need a a deadline, a an end point. We need something where this is no longer available. What are we going to do instead? We almost need that pressure to become inventive and to go for change to the new thing. So what can we do about thinking creatively before we have to? Is, are there some things we can do that will start to make us more resilient, make us more flexible now and going into the future? Uh, the answer's got to be yes, but I don't know how we do it. I told you it was more questions than answers this week. So if you've got any thoughts about that, about timber fences, for example, feed supplies, alternatives, those kind of things, and the temperatures that we're starting to experience the, the climate that's changing wherever you are. I'm sure your climate is changing and becoming a bit more extreme. If you've got any thoughts about those things and how we adapt, I'd love to hear from you. That's steve at alpacatribe.com. So I mentioned a few of the, the thoughts that I'd had about planting some other bits and pieces in the, in the quiet corners of our land. And finding things that we can invest in Things that are, I don't talk about finance, I'm talking about equipment and also materials going a little bit more middle of the range. And I always try to go high enough. Oh, there's a scale, isn't there? You've got some really cheap, cheerful stuff that's pretty basic and isn't going to last necessarily. You've got some stuff in the middle that's good. Not brilliant, but it's good. And then you've got stuff that's the top end stuff that is uh, more expensive, um, often not really necessary. It's a bit of a, a luxury in some ways. So we want somewhere in the middle, something that is worth paying a bit more for, that's going to last a bit longer, whether that's tools, hand tools or power tools, whether it's bigger machinery, those kind of things, other things. And then we need to maintain them. Oh, Steve, talking to myself now. We need to look after these things and think about them for the long term. How can we learn some skills that will help us, that we can do things ourselves and keep things going? Mm. Yeah, so there we go. Range of things to be thinking about. Cost and availability. So... There's an interesting uh, project called The Carbon Almanac. It's a book that's about to be published, and it's gathering information, resources, ideas, bringing them all together in one place. And it's from people all around the world. There are hundreds and hundreds of people who've been involved in this project. It's kind of crowdsourced writing of a book 
It's an amazing project. And the book is going to be published on the 21st of June. So I'll have links in the episode notes, pointing in the right direction. But go check it out, thecarbonalmanac.org. So there's information there about the book, information about other resources. There's a kid's PDF version to be downloaded. And there are four different strands of podcasts around that whole area there. Uh, some really interesting stuff going on. And I got involved a bit in helping out with some of the uh, technical stuff around podcasting. So that's that's quite interesting. Do go have a look. There's going to be some answers, some threads to follow, some things to explore, which will help us with some of the answers. And working with others, being a community and, you know, ask, ask some of your other alpaca friends what's going on with them. What are their thoughts about these kind of issues. Now, I do want to put in a word of warning that there's a danger that we just go, oh, the world is falling apart. We've got wars, we've got pandemics, we've got climate change. It's all going to be horrible. It's all going to be terrible. There's all this more flooding, more more dry ground and droughts and, 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 and. We may have some of those things for sure, but eco-anxiety eco-anxiety is a real thing that people suffer from. And it's just kind of, you get locked up. You get to the point where you panic, you can't sleep. You're getting just overwhelmed with the sense of the big problem that we're facing as a world and what little old you can do about it. But there are many things that we can do, many things that we can do, which will help our bit of the world. So, the Carbon Almanac is a great opportunity to get hold of some resources and get hold of some answers to those kind of things. So don't worry, don't panic, don't lock up, but go explore. And if you find something useful, I'd love to hear. I keep saying that, but I'd love to hear. Steve at alpacatribe.com. There must be some other people out there who are doing work in the whole area of keeping alpacas, keeping animals, and how how we do that in a sustainable way. Well, actually, I want to talk about that. Sustainable, we've got sustainable is what? How can we carry on doing what we're already doing? We need to move to the point of regeneration where things are not only staying the same so we can carry on using what we've got and burning it up, but also kind of replacing it. But we need to move to the place where we are creating better situations. We're regenerating the land. We're regenerating the soil. Obviously, regeneration applies into agriculture, but it applies everywhere. There are things to do with networking and connections and building something, being responsible to build something for the future and future generations that we can all be part of. So I've got some more thoughts and things to say about that in the future. But that's probably enough of my ranting. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not too bad a rant. But... Yeah, here's some questions. Love to hear what you think. Go do some research and see what you can come up with. Take care. And if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. Bye for now. This is the Alpaca Tribe. And I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day. <laughs>